Welcome everyone to the podcast Unanswered Questions with Pastor Tim Cole. This is a podcast where we talk about tough theological and Christian living questions sent in by people just like you. Our hope is that listening will strengthen your confidence in God's Word, helping you to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. If you have any questions, please send them to questionsforpastortim at gmail.com. Welcome to another episode of Unanswered Questions with Pastor Tim Cole. Today we're addressing, uh, does Proverbs 22.6 give us a lifetime guarantee that our children will follow the Lord if we raise them right? That's an important question for thousands and thousands of parents. It's one that brings up deep feelings, uh, feelings of disappointment, uh, unanswered questions, which is what we want to do today, is to address that very, very important question. People in my generation were basically raised thinking on the basis of what they heard about Proverbs 22.6, which we'll share in just a second, that if you follow a certain series of steps, you make sure your child is at youth group, uh, they're in worship with you, they see you pray, they're involved in prayer at home, and you're a tolerably moral person that in the end they will buy your faith they will become Christians they will stay with it and adopt what you believe and their faith has uh, a resemblance to your faith but in many cases that has not happened uh, there's people out there thousands of parents who thought that this was a lifetime warranty from God sort of a bargain you do this and God will respond and he'll turn your kids out right. But the practical reality is, is that that didn't happen. A lot of people saw their children after high school go off to college, and while in college, they denied the faith or wandered away from God. And even today, some of them, many of them, have not returned. They do not confess the Christ that you confess. Um, so it's a it's a source of great disappointment for people. They've answered the questions in their mind over and over over again. Whose fault is it? Is it my fault? What did I do wrong? Where did we go wrong? And there's just nothing like regret and feelings of failure and feelings of guilt without hope. I mean, that's, that's a very unfortunate and very sad position for many, many, many people. Uh, the verse seems to suggest that, doesn't it? Proverbs 22, 6, in the authorized translation, which is more popularly known as the King James Version, says, train up a child in the way that he should go, and even when he's old, he will depart, not depart from it. It meaning the way that he should go. Sounds like a promise, doesn't it? I mean, there it is, in black and white. There's no exceptions. There's no lapses of time allowed. There's no gaps where the child kind of wanders away and then comes back. It's just a straight-up promise, it sounds like, to many people. They bought into it. They believed it. They were taught it from the pulpit. They were taught it in Bible studies. And then the reality came in, and they're saying, what happened? This is not the way we planned it. There's no deeper burden, no more sore spot in a mother's heart, a father's heart when that child rejects all that they've done over the years. You've invested in those children. 
and your interests always follow your investments. So is there a way to understand this? How do we address this very sensitive and very sore issues? And then there's younger parents. You're starting out. You're starting out on this great journey. And you're wondering now, well, uh, what should I bank on? What should I invest in? Is this true or not? Well, let's take a moment and pause for a moment. Or let's pause and look at the text. As you know, the Bible was written in original languages. The Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, the Tanakh, made up of three sections, Jesus' Bible, was primarily written in the Hebrew language. A little bit of it was written in Aramaic, portions, for example, of Daniel. And then the New Testament is written in what is called Koine Greek. Koine meaning common people. It's uh, Home Depot Greek, just the Greek that people spoke every day. Their laundry lists, their grocery lists, wedding certificates, just the common language of the day. And when the translators of the authorized version, which we call the KJV, came to Proverbs 22.6, they did something that they thought would help make it clear. And so we're, we're not at all um, denigrating the fine group of men who put together what is known as the authorized version in 1611. They were believers. Now their knowledge of Latin was better than their knowledge of Hebrew, but they added a word to their translation, which does not exist in the Hebrew Bible. That's right. Let me just say that again. They added a word that is actually not in the Hebrew Bible, and that word is should. Let me say it again. They added the word should, and that completely changes the sentence. It completely changes the verse. Let me translate it without the word should. In fact, here is a literal rendering of the verse. Dedicate a child or start a child off according to his way. And even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now that's a literal rendering of the Hebrew Bible, Proverbs 22.6. Let's begin with the first word. Whereas the authorized version used the word train, you think of a trainer, a fighter, an athlete. Actually, the word means to start something off. The word is used in the Hebrew Bible to dedicate a building or to dedicate a house. It's the starting point, the beginning point. So what the author has in mind in the book of Proverbs is to think about a child's beginning days, his early days when it's a baby and an infant and a toddler and going through those early years of elementary school, uh, kindergarten, grade one, two, three, and on up to grade six. Those are the days that uh, the author of Proverbs, primarily Solomon, is talking about. So, start a child off according to his way. Now, as we talked about last time in our podcast, the Bible was written from a canonical standpoint, and so was Proverbs. And so when we come across a word like according to a child or a youth's way, we ask the question, well, what does the book of Proverbs have to tell us about the way of a child? The way is the word derek, meaning street or path, and it usually refers to a way of life, like the way of the fool or the way of wisdom. It's 
it describes the way that people think and what they do. So what does the book of Proverbs have to say about the way of a child? Well, the book of Proverbs has a lot to say about children. In fact, the book of Proverbs is not written for parents. It's written for children. It's dedicated to youth. And so if we look at Proverbs even for just a few minutes, you'll find that the way of a child is basically selfishness. Uh, foolishness is bound up in the heart of the child, the book of Proverbs chapter 29 says. But the rod of correction will drive him far from it. So what the author is telling us here in Proverbs 22.6 is that if we start a child off in his early or her early years and we give in to their selfish ways, I want this, I want this, and I want it now, and they throw a temper tantrum and we give in to it. We surrender to their uh, selfish, me-focused ways and habits what we are ensuring is that that child not only will be spoiled when he's young or when she's young, letting them have their way, applying no discipline, just letting them do what they want, even when that child is older, when we would expect them to grow out of it, when we would expect them to grow out of their selfishness, their spoiled ways, even when they're old, they'll still be spoiled. And so to grow up and become physically speaking, adults. They'll have adult bodies. They'll be men and women, but their hearts will still be spoiled. And they will be men and women who will be hard to live with. They will be spoiled in their marriages. They're hard to work on a team. They don't work well with teamwork. It's all about them. It's all about what they want. In spite of the fact that they're 30, 40, 50 years of age. So this proverb is a warning using sarcasm saying if if you let your child be spoiled and you spoil him and surrender to his proclivities his sinful selfish proclivities what you're doing is ensuring that that wet cement is going to be hard cement when they're older and you're going to create difficulty for a lot of people anybody that lives with them they become ineffective wives and husbands ineffective fathers and mothers, ineffective co-workers and disciples of Jesus because they're all focused on themselves. Now that gives us a completely different perspective on Proverbs 22.6. It's a warning. It's not a promise. It's a probability. Spoil a child when they're young and they'll grow up to be spoiled. Now there is hope even for spoiled adults. God can move in their life. They can become aware of of their sinful, selfish proclivities and undergo change by the power of God's Spirit and the presence of Christ leading them. There is hope, but it's not easy. It's far easier to shape a child to become unselfish when they're young, when the cement is very, very wet and loose, than it is to wait for a long period of time that concrete hardens. Then you need a jackhammer. You can change it, but it's going to be a lot of work, a lot of effort, tears, sweat, discipline, discipleship. It can happen, but you sure don't want to move in that direction, do you? Well, this perhaps is um, a new way for you to think about this very troublesome verse. And if you as a parent today are listening and you're saying, you know, I've never heard that before, 
Well, um, I think there's some good news in our next podcast. We want to uh, interact and interface with a good question. If my child does not walk in the ways of Christ, and I raised him right, I did the best I could, and they're not following Christ today, and they've brought shame and embarrassment to you. They're involved in a lifestyle that's outside of the law or even simply as an atheist or an agnostic or someone who defies the Savior. Is there hope? And whose fault is it? Who should I blame? Uh, should I have and accept these feelings of guilt? Am I a failure as a person? These are important questions. They deserve an answer. And in our next podcast, I want to take the time to address your heart, perhaps a broken heart. And if that's the case, I'm so very sorry. You've taken guilt upon yourself, which is not yours to own. Thank you so much for listening. God be with you. Thank you for joining us this episode. And remember to send all your questions to questions for Pastor Tim at gmail.com.